Well, and they, that's one reason why I like, even if we're not uh, necessarily recording video, it's nice to have the camera on, but yeah. I've been moving some stuff around. And so I forgot, I, I took my camera off and I forgot <laughs> to okay. put it back on. So that oh, is well. okay. I will fly blind without your facial cues. Okay. So you'll just have to be a little extra vocal for me. Well, that's that's never been a problem for me. If anything, people usually <laughs> ask me to shut the hell up. So that'll be just say, fine. I usually have the opposite of like, why'd you make that face? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I made a face. Thanks. Glad yeah, that gave me, me that. away. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I appreciate you telling me that that uh, now I have another thing to be insecure about. Thank you so much. Yeah, mm. I know that's. I mean, that's why I have to be like extra aware of my face. Any anytime I've done like an interview or like I'm talking to someone to like potentially hire them for something. Right, right. Because I don't want to like make a face and then they're like, oh, this is currently not going well. And then like do something like even worse to try to save it. <laughs> so I try to just be very stone-faced yeah that it, it like a good poker face when you're like i don't want to indicate either way if i like you or dislike you yep and it's kind of weirder when you're actually more excited like like when you start talking with someone and they just feel like a perfect fit you want like it's somehow you want to be weirder. so excited yeah <laughs> and like, you're like yes that. yes thank you for that information that is yeah. wonderful to know yeah, especially if I'm at a party. Like, honestly, one of the first times that I met Richard, um, uh, Suzanne's husband. Yeah. Um, we were both just, I, I can be very talkative, but people might be surprised to learn that I'm much more introverted. I don't generally want to go out and do things. I want to stay home and be in my own space. But, um, You're extroverted with people you know and people you know well. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm introverted with extra, but present as like an extrovert. Like I can be mm -hmm. the life of the party, but it exhausts me severely. Yeah. And um, but Emily had a uh, a Christmas party years ago when she was still living in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. and um. I ended up, it just was one of those nights where I'm like, I don't really feel like talking to people. I don't know anybody here. And Suzanne yeah. and Richard showed up and um, I was just one of those people kind of standing in the corner, just like, what do I do? I don't know. It's kind of... And Richard came up and said, hello. And uh, immediately started talking about, um, I think Lord of the Rings or some other movie thing. And then that was, I'm like, that's it. You and me are friends and we're talking movies all night. <laughs> and that's pretty much what we did. And it was awesome. That is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So how has your week been? I feel like it's been a little while. It has been. Um, wonderfully slow. Uh, although. Nice. So I feel kind of bad because um, I actually had this entire last week off. Um, I do not feel bad about that. That has been amazing. No, well, that sounds like a great time. Oh, it's awesome. What I do feel bad about is that um, before our breakup, I had planned on going fishing with my dad because I haven't Ooh. gone fishing with him pretty much since Lily and I got together. Not that yeah. that's her fault in any way. It's just I was out in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, just really, yeah. And so for the first time in like three or four years, I'm like, I'm 
I'm not even going to try to make it like a weekend thing. I'm going to take a whole week. I might not do the whole week fishing, but, um, yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah. The time just off. option. Yeah. And, um, then I broke up with Lily and all of that happened and things have gone very quickly and changed drastically in that yeah. time. And, uh, so I ended up not going fishing, but, I, I ended up basically just having a staycation, as they call it, uh, just kind of getting nice. my apartment squared away. And it's been, it's been pretty relaxing. So I, I actually also went to Atlanta for three days because sort of spur of the moment thing, an old college buddy of mine uh, put up an advertisement, an advertisement, an event thing on Facebook for his 40th birthday party. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't fly all that often. And I'm, I, you know, I don't really have a lot of money and just kind of, yeah. um, I looked at, uh, flight prices and it was like, well, I could get down there on spirit for like 190 bucks. I'm like, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's not bad actually. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, well, you know, if I didn't, and it was starting right on my vacation and I'm like, I haven't made any really hard plans with anybody. I'm like, I mean, I do have the time. So yeah, I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like a week before I bought a plane ticket and I went out and we went to Medieval Times and we drank a bunch of booze and played a bunch of video oh, games. It was, nice. yeah, it was pretty awesome. If that anyone out there has wonderful. never been, yeah, if you've never been to Medieval Times, you should go. It is phenomenal. That is definitely on my list of places to go. Highly recommend Because I have it. never been. It is, it is very funny. If you've ever been to like a Renaissance festival, it's a lot of that kind of jousting. You've never gone to a Renaissance festival? No, we were going to go last year. And then when we finally were like, oh, we should go. It was already over. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm gonna... already looking into it now so that we can go. Good call. Yeah. And actually, like, take the time to go. Because I really wanted to go. It just didn't work out. So we're going to try to go yeah. this year because Gabriel really has a thing for turkey legs. Yes. <laughs> I was going to mention that. He, that's like the first thing he mentioned when, because we've talked about doing Oktoberfest again mm, and going mm -hmm. to the Renaissance Festival. And he's like, I'm going to have so many turkey legs. <laughs> I'm like, then, if, if turkey legs are the way to your heart, I'm definitely winning. <laughs> I was going to say, a man after my own heart. Mm. The, the only problem with them is that you can sometimes get the ones that are just horrendously tendony and they are yeah. hard to like get through. But there is really something satisfying about walking around a fairgrounds with just a yeah. giant turkey giant leg. Turkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if it's not like the super tendony ones, they're really good. Yeah. Which, oh, they're and so that juicy. happens. It and does. You just you know? kind of cut your losses and move on. And it's really part of the experience. You know what? They didn't yeah. have they didn't have GMOs and stuff way back when. They just had regular old rough and tumble turkeys. So that's what they were yep. dealing with back in the Renaissance, you know. I don't even know if they really had turkey legs like that. I honestly I, have no idea. I mean I, I do feel like the whole theme of like it being of the Renaissance era is they they fly pretty fast and loose with it. You walk yeah. up to ye old like beer dispensary and they're asking you if you want to pay by credit and they have a little square thing <laughs> plugged yeah. into the cell phone. They're like kind of breaking yeah. the uh, the majesty of it all. Yeah. But there's, yeah, there's also commerce to be concerned with, so. Yeah, and I mean we did have a pretty great time at Oktoberfest, so. Mm. 
it'll be it'll be another great time again. When is that? August. So it is. I'm assuming it's September. Oh, because um, initially Oktoberfest. I don't know if we've talked about this before. It did start in October initially, but they kept like moving it up and like lengthening the time of it because it was like the first weekend of October. Right, right. So basically, at least up here, you can go to an Oktoberfest every single weekend in September and maybe one in October. I was going to say like different places. Yeah, it starts getting cold and they're like, well, it's fun to have it in October, but it might snow. It might be really shitty. I kind of get that. Although I I do want to make it clear. I was making a joke when I first said August. And so I just thought it was hilarious when I came back around. I'm like, I mean, it's obviously October. And you're like, September. And I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) September, actually. Yeah. Like, why did they put it? Why do they call it October best? Because it started in October initially. September Fest isn't as fun to say. It's not. Although it does. Now that I think about it, it does feel a little left out. We have, uh, what is it, Labor Day? Yeah, September doesn't have a good, like, holiday. It's just kind of sitting out there doing nothing. Same with August. There's nothing going on in August. Well, unless you go to South Dakota. What is that, uh, Sturgis? They do the Sturgis bike. But that's not really, like, a national holiday. Yeah, it's it's not the same. That's true, yeah. It is not the same. Well, how... Speaking of South Dakota, that is actually part of our topic today. And to answer your question, things are good. Well, good. I'm assuming that's what you were asking. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. How are things with you? I, uh, I, they I wasn't good. Doing... I got my hair done. I got my nails done. Right. The baby spectacular. did sneeze, drool, oh, no. and spit on me. So, you know, as babies do. <laughs> I was going to say, that's just kind of what babies do. Yeah. He's very very talkative at nine months and he's now that he is crawling down he's like i want to walk and yes physically like he's been crawling for maybe a month and he's like let me run he's got places to go man yeah he knows how life or how precious life is he's like i don't want to waste any time now that i've got some motor function under my belt i'm i'm going for it yeah he is he is just the stinking cutest unfair to babies everywhere else Oh my god, he's so freaking cute. I mean, I mean, most people would argue that like all oh, babies Everyone's are. Everyone's like but... all babies are cute, or like. <laughs> Look, some there are, are just... definitely some babies where it's like this is a face only your mother could love. Yeah, well, but you don't tell the mo- you don't tell well, people no, that you don't tell them you think their baby's not cute. But there are like I'm not really a baby person. Like whatever wire is 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 put in a certain way in most people's brains. I've been crossed with like puppies. If I see a puppy from like a hundred yards away, I can't not go and pet it. But I, even as like a human towards my own species, if I see a baby, I'm just kind of like, eh, it's all right. but eh, a baby. Yeah. He is so goddamn cute. Like he's just one of those babies where you can't not just want to like cuddle him and just, he, God, he's so cute. He like knows he's cute now too. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'll like look at you and he goes, he just like does a little smile and he's like, <laughs> I know I'm adorable. Yes. yes. Like, I just want to squeeze you. It Ash- brings out my cute aggression and Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a weird thing. <laughs> a number of times you'll hear somebody like, Oh, I just want to eat him. I just want to chew him up. Like, what are you t- where does that come from? 
It's the cute aggression. It's so cute that you have to have some sort of act of violence so that you don't accidentally injure and or kill the thing that you think is very cute. Uh, yeah, I will. I will admit. Weird thing. Yeah, I will admit that. Like again, kind of going back to puppies and stuff, there is a weird tendency I'll have to want to just keep squeezing them as hard yeah. as I can. I'm like, oh, you're just so fluffy and cute, and, but you do and so, right, right, you do have to stop yourself. You're like, okay, okay, it's fine. We can't become one as a singular being. I don't no, want to harm this animal. You yeah. into myself. Exactly. That would be that would it be is... a whole movie, and that's not who I want to be as a person. Yeah. It is, it's definitely the same feeling. And you can have cute aggression with just like things like baby animals or just things that you think are cute versus like only for babies or only for puppies and kittens. It's it's all the same. It comes from the same place. But yeah, I definitely see cute babies and I'm like, I should go steal that baby. And I'm like, no, (laughs) what? (laughs) That's weird. There is that kind of yeah, that animalistic side of you that's you're just like, like it's just so cute. I want it. And club then my parents like yeah. steal the baby, and I'm like, right. no, don't do that. That's that's insane. Right, right. Like if you are a robot, your primary directive is like steal baby, club parent overhead, steal baby, steal and baby. then you have, yeah, you have to override Squeeze your baby. programming. <laughs> Squeeze baby, maybe too much. No, 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 not no, too no, much. No, no, no. Yes. Maybe. Kill parents, yes. Squeeze baby too much, no. Too much, no. Yeah. It's too much aggression. I do like, like too, how I accidentally went into a perfect segue to South Dakota and then immediately (laughs) veered away. Because I was not trying to do that, but it uh, it worked out. It worked out. South Dakota is... I don't know how often you've been to South Dakota. Um, A few times. Not in this area necessarily um primarily to where my uh i had a high school buddy whose parents moved to sioux falls mm-hmm. so i've been there three or four times um and i've been to wall drug once oh, wall drug what an experience it's such a place. <laughs> it really it is, is an experience i yeah. have um i have a photo from like one of the first times we were there with like one of their statues Mm-hmm. I think, and then I think the last time, no, the last two times I've been there, because I've been there two other times since then, I have a photo, like, with the same statue. Nice. I just yeah. remember talking to people, and they're like, you know, I've never been. What's it like? And I'm like, that's kind of a big question. And they're like, well, is it great for kids? And I'm like, well, kind of. Yes like, and no. Yeah, like, there are some weird, like, kind of carnival games sometimes. Like, um, when Zach and I were kids, we went there, and there was this awesome, like, quick-draw arcade game you could play with, and mm-hmm. it had these awesome voiceover things. And I'm like, so, yep. uh, kind of. And they're like, well, is it great for shopping? And I'm like, well, kind of. Because yeah, there are like, plenty of places to buy things. A lot of them not... can be really touristy. Right, right. And they're like, yeah. is it a great party spot? And I'm like, well, kind of. I mean, you can get drinks and food and stuff. I'm like... It's just sort of a weird mishmash of random stuff kind of all over the place. Yeah. It's it's definitely worth going at least once. Yeah, they're like, hey, do you want entertainment? We'll give yeah. you a tiny bit of it. Do you want shopping? Here's some. <laughs> here's some food. And then here's just like weird random stuff that we're just throwing in there. Here's a little weird like coin-operated kitty ride right next to a bunch of erotic art or something. It's just like the weirdest... Yeah, and then I don't remember that specifically, but 
It's yeah, just that the, kind of odd hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah. And then their statues or like their mannequin mm-hmm. statues are just so. They're to the point. I'm sure now that you look at it and you're like, oh, that is creepy looking. Mm-hmm. But even then, like at the time, you're like, like how how it is <laughs> that like weird. This is old and kind of creepy, but not creepy enough that I don't dislike it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I, I kind of enjoy it, but I kind of don't. I don't want it in my home, but I do kind of want it to be on like my street corner. Like I want people yeah. who aren't from here to walk up to this and think, well, I don't want to go down that street. Look at that fucking creepy ass statue. Yeah. But then the community around it would be like in adoration of it. Like, look at this wonderful statue we have. Yep. There is also um, the Corn Palace Another in South Dakota. Yeah. Another just thing that happens. The things uh, that just appear in South Dakota. Yeah. Another thing where I'm like, I remember going as a kid with our dad mm-hmm. and being strangely enamored with it. And you walk up to it and you touch it. And because you kind of don't believe it. You're like, well, it can't really be corn. <laughs> yeah. Sure enough, it's it corn. Some... It some individual kernels and some like full corn cobs and they all are kind of these weird red and yellow kind of earthy tones and mm-hmm. as a kid you're just sort of awestruck and it's because i think i was i think i was be- between like six and eight when when we went we were pretty little and yeah. looking back as an adult i'm like why <laughs> and it's cool <laughs> but like what's but the why point? and as i recall you don't really do anything there like like it's not like also a restaurant or a museum or a hotel it's just sort of there (laughs) you drive by and look at it and that's pretty much i think they have like a gift shop or something but yeah yeah, they have like a few shops inside and that's it yeah it's it's just sort of there it's kind of weird yeah but you know that's humanity for you we do weird shit Yeah, I think the one place in South Dakota I have enjoyed being at is uh, Deadwood. Deadwood is a cool place. You got me there, you know, and my dad would be ashamed. Of all the times I've been in or gone through South Dakota, I've never been to Deadwood. And dad and I have watched all of Deadwood. We've watched movies. One of my favorite movies of all time is Tombstone, Mm -hmm. which technically isn't deadwood but it links into it's the like same links into exactly it. yeah it's Wyatt Earp it's all that yeah I've never been I, I really need to go someday yeah it's one of my favorite things that they do is like at the same time every day they do like a reenactment of oh yeah I want to say it was like some sort of shootout that happened but yeah. it just if you don't know that that is what is happening, you're like, what <laughs> is going on? And then like people like gather off the streets and like people mm-hmm. are just like standing around. And you're like, what is happening? But um, it, is, it is so entertaining. I, I believe it is at least part of the um, shootout at the OK Corral. Yes, and that's what it is. I, th- I think that's what it is. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it was enjoyable. The uh, the only reason I know anything about that is because my dad was involved in it at one point. He and Mimi were driving through and I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if if Deadwood was like their destination. I think it was just mm-hmm. on a motorcycle trip. They stopped there for like a couple nights. But um, one of the things they might do is 
they only actually need like three or four people to actually be actors to kind of like carry the story because it's also a relatively short sort of event yeah they'll, they'll pull in spectators and give them like a bandolier or like a gun belt with a pistol in it and they'll give them a cowboy hat and they can sit in like the corral and be one of the people and dad had one line he was supposed to say like oh no or something like that. but yeah he was actually in one of the reenactments for it and uh funny. yeah certainly one of his i'm sure one of his favorite trip stories he he's i mean he's such a, a buff when it comes to like wild west and everything yeah oh, he loves that stuff it's it's all good stuff yeah devwood <laughs> has some interesting history and that would be fun to talk about sometime absolutely and again i think my dad would be ashamed because i as much as i've watched certain movies and stuff i've i really don't know much about deadwood at all so i'd love to hear more about it yeah we will we will definitely talk about it another episode because I think okay. it is it's a good crime story. Oh, right. it's a good crime story. A real. Oh. Yeah. The one thing I can say, it's a real a real uh, hallmark like destination of classic Wild West, like kind of no law sort of town yep. stuff like gold mining town kind of thing. Yep. It's also super haunted, so there's that. Yes. Yeah. Well, two for one. Yes. Crime, hauntings, Deadwood. On this long meandering road we have taken uh, uh, through South Dakota already, I believe that brings us to our destination uh, of the Mount Rushmore Monument, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the monument of our four presidential heads. Yeah. Literally heads. Yeah. Yeah. Not like heads of state, but like actual heads. Remember when I said humans are weird and we do random stuff? This is one yeah. of the weirdest things. It, <laughs> it is. And it, there's so much more going on to it than I thought. And mm. then what, like, they will tell you there at the monument. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, you know, typical American fashion of... Hey, we did this thing and we think it's really cool. And then you're like, hey, but what about this? And they're like, shh. Yeah. No, no. There's always some kind of dark undertone to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then not not to get like too dark immediately, but like I always think of the the one of the biggest kind of early industrialized sort of commerce-based things is building the railroad. And it's like this amazing triumph of going from coast to coast. And then you look into the yep. history of it and it's like, oh, my God, the oppression that occurred through that and the number of deaths and stuff. You're like, oh, my God, why? Why does everything have to be laced with just dark, horrifying truth? Yeah. Like, can we ever just achieve something without ruining other people's lives? I would love for that to happen. I'm waiting for the day for that to happen. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, Wouldn't just be nice? yeah, just have some kind of achievement that isn't uh, tainted by horrible actions of humans. That would be nice. Yeah. And, oh, I don't think we actually told people what <laughs> show is. Oh, my God. Welcome to Peculiar Pairings. I am oh, one of your hosts, Celine. <clears throat> I am the other one of hosts. I'm Matt. Thanks for being here. <laughs> it's, you know, we're here. Boy, we're ready to share a story. Yeah. 
Uh, so I did want to ask you, what is our pairing for today? So anyone I'm can start, I'm gonna make start themselves one. stuff and... Yeah, yeah. and join us in our... Uh, I'm going to start with the one I enjoy, and that is the ice cream. <laughs> and Do we've you done... not enjoy the drink? <clears throat> oh, I'll get to that. Oh. I don't know. I'll get to that. Okay. Um, so the whole reason that I went with the ice cream is for kind of two reasons. I was trying to look up, like, presidential treats. And um, the ones that I found, I didn't quite understand or really know how to make. And we're busy people. We don't really have a whole lot of time to do all this stuff. But apparently yeah. one of um, when, you know, we, we kind of take it for granted now, the ability to make ice cream and even things like soft serve that can be, you know, you pour it into a sh machine and it comes out ice cold in like 30 seconds. Yeah. But, uh, Back in the day, ice cream was like a highfalutin, top tier, only expensive people, expensive people, the rich, like could really enjoy ice cream. It was before refrigeration. Yeah. We had ice boxes and stuff like that. But Thomas Jefferson was apparently a, a pioneer and quite a vocal uh, advocate for ice cream. And he loved him some vanilla ice cream. I would not have known that about Thomas Jefferson. I don't have either, but it's so much so that he, it's it's one of the treats that they serve at Mount Rushmore. So you can go to the, I don't know if it's like in the gift shop or what. They have but... like a separate area that is like an ice cream parlor. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I have been to Mount Rushmore once. Um, I believe it was the same trip we went to Wall Drug, but I have not been there in a long time. But... um. The uh, <clears throat> the honorable mention I wanted to make for this, though, is I wanted to go with the George Washington treat, which uh, naturally now I can't find. Primarily just because it's hilariously named Hoe Cakes. <laughs> and uh, that kind of made me chuckle. It, it's uh, They're apparently very similar to like pancakes, often served with honey oh, okay. and uh, covered with butter. But um, they seemed a little... Uh, time-consuming, and uh, I've never worked with yeast or cornmeal, so anyways, I took the lazy okay. route and went with ice cream because it's delicious, and I got me some old-fashioned, uh, like, traditionally churned Olson's ice cream, a local creamery out here in the Eau Claire area. Very delicious. Put a little chocolate syrup on top. Fantastic. Nice. I went with our... The previous ice cream that I had, the mm. vanilla Tillamook, because mm. mm -hmm. delicious ice cream that you can get from the store. And I just put some, I had some hot fudge in the fridge, so I put some of that on there. Very nice. Hard, hard to go wrong with that. Oh, yeah. And that Very brings us to, the, yeah, that brings us to the drink, which um, I, I guess I'll start by asking, what do you think of it? I actually quite like it, although okay. I am not 100% sure if I got one of the correct ingredients. Right. Which was, it the was no, it was the Montegro Amaro. Mm. I went with like, just because I saw that it was like Italian, I went with like an Italian amaretto. That's what I was going to do, too. And I think you made a great call. Oh, <laughs> to say it's good. So I like I am enjoying this drink. I kind of want to take the amaretto separately and put that on some ice cream. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And so the problem is I almost did the same thing because 
the the liquor store I went to is like the biggest one in the Eau Claire area. Um, mm -hmm. they, they usually like if you can't find it there, generally speaking, no one's going to have it. And so I found a lot of Armorettos and I kept seeing like, oh, it's this smooth kind of almond flavor. It's delicious. You'll love it. And I'm like, no, I want to I should at least give this a fighting chance because I was there for like five minutes. I ended up spending yeah. 20 minutes there and I it was in the same section. I did finally find it. Um, I didn't find anyone that was Montenegro Amaro, but I did okay. find two different ones. And on the label, they were kind of described the same. All I can say is it's I took a couple sips by itself. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like Jägermeister that went bad, in my oh. opinion. <laughs> I don't think. Oh. And mixed in case with... anyone can't tell, I'm making a face. <laughs> oh. It's uh, um. So I don't know who this drink is for. The reason we're enjoying it on this episode is because it has been dubbed the Rushmore, and it was uh, apparently created by. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, by a uh, a gentleman named Patrick Pistolesi at Drink Kong in Rome. Um, the site that I found this on, I, I didn't have like a date or anything, so maybe it's from like Roman times. I don't know. I'm guessing they didn't have a lot of bourbon back then, but I don't um, know. for anyone who's curious, it's one ounce of bourbon, one ounce of the Montenegro Amaro, uh, one ounce of Fino Sherry, which I guess is also kind of bitter. So the, mm. um, depending on what sherry you use, like you can get a, uh, like I, I had texted you, like if you're in a pinch, you could just use the Christian brothers. Cause it's pretty widely found. The only <clears throat> thing I could find was sherry. That was also good for cooking. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I couldn't find the Christian brothers. Like I could not find anything mm -hmm. except for one option. I was like, well, well if this is my only option, <clears throat> I'm going to just use that one. Yeah. Um, I think, here, let me take one more sip. Like, uh, it just, I, I made it a few nights ago and I was on Discord and I almost wish I was like recording it now and like threw in a clip here. I still remember tasting it the first time and it tasted like gasoline smells. Oh my so God. I'm assuming, I'm assuming yours is a bit different. Yeah, it does oh, it not. Smells... It does not have that intense of a oh. smell or flavor profile. It definitely has more of that like almond cherry taste, which I like. And, so, and that, yeah, that sounds delightful. So I might try. I might uh, try this again, but use an amaretto and maybe <laughs> just like a shittier sherry because that's the other. That's the one thing that yeah. annoys me about this. I went as far out as I could to get like the nicer ones, although I did use pretty low grade bourbon because I'm like, I, I didn't think it was going to make a difference. I got like eight. I used the vanilla bourbon. bourbon that I had at the house. You are so much smarter than me in every possible way. <laughs> this. Uh, I was oh trying to think economically. I was like, what do I already own? I was like, well, I have mm -hmm. the coffee liqueur. I have the bourbon. I'm like, then I just need these two things. But because I ordered it on Drizzly so that it would process the order while I was on my way home. Oh, mm -hmm. I was like, I'll throw in some white Russians because I need my order yeah. to be enough to have it delivered. I'm like, I, because the sherry I bought was like $6. It is ridiculously cheap. Mm hmm. 
because it was also the only one available. And right. now I can use it to cook with. Hey, there you go. Well, and generally speaking, a, a sherry that's good for cooking is not traditionally meant to be a drinking sherry. So no, probably, but it was all I could Well, right. You know, that's the that's the American way. Ingenuity. You make do yeah. with what you got. Um, so yeah, it's one ounce each of bourbon, Montenegro, Amaro, Fino Sherry, and then I thought it was really odd, 0. 0.169 ounces of coffee liqueur, which this is now the fourth time I I've just made this. Kind of yeah. meh. Just, yeah. There we go. I, I by the by the time I got to this one, I was just like pouring it in. I'm like, this is the most <laughs> palatable ver like part of this drink, and it is the least added. And I even went so as far so I'm I mixed it up in a cup that's uh like a 24 ounce like protein shake cup. Okay. And uh I didn't have a measuring thing to do one ounce. So I just did like one part, which I think ended up being about a shot and a half of the first three and then roughly a shot of the coffee liqueur filled up to about 20 ounces total. And I realized that's just like straight alcohol. So then I top the rest of it off with water and give it a little swirl with ice cubes in it. And then I pour about half of it into a traditional, what is this like tumbler or rock glass, I think. And, yeah. then, and then I pour more water over it just to cut the weirdly tangy and intense flavor of it. I, oh. I did mine as a shot, a shot glass of the bourbon, sherry, amaretto. And then I just mm. had the coffee liqueur and just did like a little pour into mm -hmm. it. It was like, eh, that looks good enough. And <laughs> that was it. So this is just pure alcohol but it tastes nice. very good so i am okay with well, that good. i'm 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 glad it worked out for you i was sorry it did not for you <laughs> well and whenever we do this i always wonder like if i did it wrong did i get the wrong things because i also searched for like 30 minutes trying to find fino sherry i'll tell you like liquor liquor areas do not categorize well um, because as from what I found, Fino Sherry isn't a brand. It's like a generalized term for a certain type of either Hispanic yeah. or Italian Sherry. And it was very yeah. hard to find. But anyways, um, for my own personal flavor palette, at least, I'm not sure any of this was worth it. But this is the drink called the Rushmore. So I would also love to go to this place and talk to this guy about why it's called this, where he thought this up. Because the only thing to me in any way that screams Mount Rushmore is bourbon. Like, that seems yeah. like kind of a Wild West sort of deal. Not the Montenegro Amaro, not the Fino Sherry. Maybe coffee liqueur, just you're out on the, on the Western front and you have a cup of coffee. But even that, like, yeah. it's a liqueur. Yeah, so I would love to bourbon talk to this guy. Bourbon is very, it feels more on brand than Exactly. Else. Yeah, so, um... It's, I'm not sure it necessarily fits, but it's the Mount Rushmore. I figured it was fitting for this, and here we are. Here <laughs> and, we are. Yeah, and the bottom line is, I think we've both talked about how neither of us are particularly picky, so it's still alcohol, you know? I'm still going to enjoy yeah, it. Exactly. So, for yes. our story... Without any further ado... My sources today are Discovery UK... Mm. A YouTube channel called America's Parks. Adam Ruins Everything. 
<laughs> which is nice. a wonderful series if anyone has not watched it. I oh, it really learned is. a lot from it, and it actually is like fact-checked for everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the National Parks Service. And then oh, I'm using Wikipedia because I forgot to write down dates when I was taking notes. So well, that's I'm just referencing that currently for dates to actually give somewhat accurately. Yeah, yeah. We want to have accurate data. Yes. So for anyone who is unfamiliar as to what Mount Rushmore is, it is the famous mountainside carved monument of four presidential heads which is Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, and Lincoln. And that is going, like, in order from left to right. Oh, okay. And that is in the Black Hills, South Dakota. And originally, the sculpture was supposed to be of, like, their heads and their torsos. Mm. But it is Mm -hmm. just the heads, which are 60 feet tall. In each of the heads, which I think they were saying is like a third of the Washington Monument in oh wow um, DC. So it's as far as monuments go, it is not very large in comparison. And that was one thing I was going to mention. Like again, I have only been there once or twice, maybe. And the one thing that always struck me is like if you see it in a movie, they're doing big close-ups and like sweeping shots. Usually, usually it's like like be out there. Exactly. And so they look so grand and big. And then you get there and you totally understand, especially as an adult now, that like you can't have people that close to this thing because there's loose yeah. rock. And but like as a kid, I remember getting there and you walk around this last kind of like turn and you go past yeah. these trees and you're like, here's the monument. And you're kind of squinting because yeah. you're so far away. It looks really small. Yeah. And they even have like the little coin operated viewfinder things yeah. that you can see closer and it somehow loses a bit of its majesty. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Especially it, hearing the measurements like, yeah, that really isn't all that big. Yeah, it is. It's not a very big monument. It was built by Gustav Borglum, and he called it the Shrine of Democracy. Oh, well, that's kind of sweet. And he oversaw the project's execution, which it took them from 1927 to 1941 to build just the heads. That is much longer than I expected. So... Part of it is because they did not have the tools to do this sort of project from 1927 to 1941. They had to basically make the tools as they went and just kind of come up with it on the spot. So a lot of them were just like using chisels and jackhammers just like on the side of the mountain in these janky... Sweet sing things. Oh no! That you have like one person holding it like uh, at the top, and like one person like sitting in this janky swing, and somehow nobody died in the construction of it. Through all those years, yeah, not a single casualty, which is insane because. None of that was safe. Like nothing right. about any of what they were doing was safe. I was gonna say, like those are the pretty peak years of like industrialization and and like safety protocols and stuff. 
And so yeah. it's like you would expect there would be like a bunch of deaths at the beginning. And then like as time went on, there's a few more safety protocols that yeah. get put in place. People are the the death toll gets lower, but like, wow, not a single person. That is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it is. It is insane. And the park itself attracts about 2 million visitors annually just oh, wow. to see Mount Rushmore, which I thought was a lot. But it, although well, yeah. I, as I think about it, I feel like I have seen more people like hiking in Estes Park at Rocky Mountain National Park or in Zion than mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore. But it also still felt very busy. Well, and it does. I think you're right. Like, it does seem like a lot considering that. From what I recall. um, It's yeah, there isn't like. There isn't like a big city nearby, really. There's not a lot of parks or campgrounds. It's kind of just that. So there aren't really like a lot of nearby hotels. So I suppose that is quite a few people for it. Like it literally just being this mountainside viewpoint. Yeah, it's, I think the last, I've been there, like, I want to say I've been there twice. And both times I have been there, we didn't do any sort of, like, hiking around to it. We just went to, like, the outdoor auditorium that they have and, like, walked down there and, like, walked back up. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this is enough for us. (laughs) I will say that, too. Uh, Yeah, I could be completely wrong. Maybe there's a lot of stuff. But, like, this was before I could drive. This is before GPS. So, like, it's not like we did a, we did a lot of searching. It was it was yeah. me, dad, and my brother, and we basically just went, we saw it, and we're like, yeah, all right. And then we went back into the truck yeah. and kept going. So there that could is, be a lot of stuff. There's, you can, there's, like, a few little hiking trails to go to, like, view decks, but that's it. Right, right. As, you know, it is a national park, and in national parks, you have to be careful when you're going off of trail just oh yeah because if you don't know what you're doing you can die if i'm not mistaken we've had a whole episode before about people disappearing in freaking national parks that's yeah that's a trend that does not seem to be slowing down no and i can say from doing lots of hiking in my youth that was we okay this is a little bit of a tangent but When I was in school, like in, I think this was just in middle school, maybe a little bit of elementary school in a middle school. So I was thinking college, but you mean you, yeah, like grade school. Okay, in my youth, in in my youth, as if I'm like super old. (laughs) We would take these hiking field trips, and they would actually teach you like how to hike off trail, what things to avoid, what things Mm -hmm. to like look out for if you're hiking and there's a thunderstorm here's how to protect yourself <laughs> i feel like this is something we should teach more people <laughs> right, right like the most absolute basic level of like look you should stay on the trail but if you absolutely for whatever reason feel yeah. like walking off a little bit you want to see a certain view or there's a cool tree or something at least be the most like basically prepared to do so yeah And there were where we went just in the general area of the Vale Valley. There are some hiking trails where it's like, okay, like we're going this way. 
generally keep an eye out for like certain landmarks. Don't be like mm-hmm. this one tree because all trees look the same. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Like yeah. notice hey, when I'm going uphill, I saw this very weirdly shaped rock. Or I know I am facing north because of X, Y, and Z versus... Because on the front range where I currently live in Lake Denver, people say you're going away from the mountains or towards the mountains. Mm -hmm. You cannot do that in the mountains. So that is... When people told me that, like, when I was in college, I'm like, that's such a weird way to explain direction to people. (laughs) Well, and like you say, when you're in the mountains, it's like you don't know the direction based on the like the number of movie scenes there are of people where they're like, I swear the 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 resort or the hotel, it's just over this ridge. And then they get to Mm -hmm. the top of the ridge and all they see is hundreds of miles of more ridges and you're like oh yeah. god we're screwed do they did yeah. the, the thing that you're talking about did they not mention like compasses or maps no or that's like what they taught us was like how to read a compass how to read a map and like how to do those things and they're like here's how you and they're like other than like they're like because if you get lost it's it might be better to hike at night because you can navigate doing X, Y, and Z. Oh yeah. And Which, I don't like, mean, they didn't actually <clears throat> teach us that, but they're like, if you get lost, like don't go anywhere. You're going to be found a lot sooner. If you just stay put, like don't, don't yeah. travel off. If you have to try going downhill because you are more than likely oh, yeah. going to hit like a stream, yep. which you can follow and that will probably lead you to like a town or something because exactly yep people like to be near water for resources that's why towns (laughs) are built around them exactly yeah like even even in our modern age when we can you know uh kind of uh oh my god hydrate not hydrate there's a word for moving water in places that at the moment escapes me uh irrigate there we go um but yeah, it's like we still built towns hundreds of years ago that are based on being near a water source. So yeah, even in a modern age, it's like, yeah, go down and follow the stream. Not to mention it's going to be way more energy efficient like yeah. than hiking up. Oh my God, it's yeah. so much easier to go down. Which And that's like the idea. Everyone's like, oh, well, like it's just over the ridge. Or if I go up higher, right. I can see better. They're like, don't Ex- do that. That's stupid. Exactly. Everyone's, yeah, they're always like, no, or maybe if I climb this tree. Yeah, you get 10 feet up, a branch snaps, you fall on a rock and you break your leg or something. No, yeah, just, then you're done. just keep no. going down. It's fine. Because people yeah. live down. They, yeah, they don't live up yeah. in the mountains. Yeah. I will also say, as this is not really related, but um, parents, if you have, if you live in an outdoor kind of area, if you live in the mountains, that kind of thing, and you feel your kids go out and they explore in the woods, whatever, Get them to play RPG video games. Get them to play a game that has a very distinct and like ornate kind of map system because as dumb and and not related as it sounds, my brother and I grew up playing certain video games where you had like this intricate map and custom system or compass system. And Mm. when I was growing up and like got older and was like using real life maps and stuff, it's so much like you have such an intuitive knowledge of how that stuff works. You're used to looking at like certain landmarks and stuff, even reading topographical maps. I highly recommend it there again. Might not seem related. It really helps. Yeah. 
And I mean, definitely teach your children about wildlife and wildlife safety. But all of that to say that because this is a national park, a lot of the land is BLM land, which is, you know, Bureau of um, Mm. Land Management is what that stands for. Not going to lie. I keep forgetting that that's even a thing. Yeah. Um. Not a whole lot going on at the BLM these days. So they cover a lot of like national parks and stuff like that. So it's kind of all. They don't change a whole lot. So they're like, you know, we go around every so often. We check them out. We make sure that everything's cool. And they are more focused on conservation and where we live dealing with forest fires. Oh, yeah. It is forest fire season. Coincidentally, it, it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't hit here yet. But apparently, there is uh, quite a forest fire up somewhere in Canada that is affecting Ooh. a lot of North Dakota and Minnesota right now. And it is, like I said, it, I'm I'm in Western Wisconsin. It hasn't hit us yet, but apparently, it has been pretty, pretty thick. Like a lot of bad yeah. smoke coming in from the north. Yeah, we had on Saturday. We had in Colorado. We were like the third worst air quality in the world just because of wildfire season. I also thought this on like Saturday that it was the way it was because it has been really rainy for whatever reason. Not Mm. knowing that there is any sort of fire happening. I'm like, oh, it's weird outside. Like maybe it's more maybe more (laughs) foggy than smoky. Yeah, that's what I thought initially. <laughs> it was both. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Oh, it's... yeah, that's not going to help your air quality. Yeah. So all this to say that because they are in a national park, there's a lot of BLM land. There technically is not anything to stop you from just like going off and hiking on your own. Mm-hmm. They I mean... will stop you from going behind the heads, though. Really? First of all, why? Okay. I don't mean to immediately stop again. Why? I I guess I just don't understand like that kind of level of extreme mountaineering or whatever. Why would you want to go up behind the heads? Well, because that's where the secret rooms are, Matt. Oh, you got to go up there for the secrecy. (laughs) I'm sorry, I forgot what podcast we're on here. Yeah, we're just admiring the human spirit and the ability to create these giant heads on a mountain rock. I forgot that we're talking about incredibly crazy. Well, hey, look, I don't know the details. Hey, Maybe they're is, not crazy. Maybe they're really there. It is. Yes. Um. So <laughs> it's a little bit of both, but mostly once I started digging into being like, hey, I know that this exists. What more about mm-hmm. it? learning that the history was just kind of fucked up. I'm like, Oh yeah. Hmm, I feel like we should talk about this. And on a side note for you, cause I am, I, I have a huge fear of moths oh, and no it is kidding. Miller moth season. So they're fucking everywhere. Oh, I, but they're went, so pretty and soft. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. To make my drink there is a moth in our house and oh, no. I texted Gabriel about it. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't find it. 
it was hiding in the alcohol on our Shut fridge. Up. So when oh, I went to amazing. move something, it shot out and it scared me. Oh, I bet. So I texted him and I smelled, I spelled moth wrong. Well, you were in distress. So I said the more, the more was, <laughs> was, <laughs> you I was have just a real so fear. upset about this, that the sentence doesn't make any sense. Oh my God. I said that fucking more was with all alcohol. <laughs> because I was trying to say the moth was in all of our alcohol. <laughs> And he just goes, what? <laughs> he's like, what? I don't and even understand. The moth, and he's like, the moth was in the alcohol? Yes. And he's like, I'll take care of it when I get home. <laughs> oh, I kind of assumed he was like in another room. <laughs> so no, he's not- he is at work and I am texting him oh, this being distressed. That <laughs> so is he's spectacular. Like, what is happening <laughs> oh my god. I also love that like you 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 were you were that taken aback that you you like everything else is gone like i just need to get this message out as quickly as possible the the more <laughs> the more is oh. all alcohol i also was surprised like it it kind of struck me as weird when you said that you're not allowed behind the heads of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I was thinking in a sense of like, again, like rock climbing, mountaineering, like you're not allowed beyond a certain point because of yeah. safety. You're talking about like, and then you said secret rooms. I mean, like, so they don't even mean behind. They mean like inside the heads. Like you can't go inside so, George Washington. This is the thing that's like kind of weird. Oh, you don't say. Is that there is... The heads are like on this ridge, and there's like this little dip down, and then oh, there's okay. a little ridge behind it. Oh, so when everyone says there is a secret passage behind Lincoln's head, they don't mean like the back of his head, like I thought. Okay, okay. it is like in this behind this little like walkway behind physically behind them. Weird. Okay, so it it did make sense then. Yes. It's still Which, awesome. I I will get into that because it was physically built there for a reason. Oh, okay. But it is... Well, now um, I'm intrigued. Yeah. For anyone who feels the need to know, the elevation of the mountain is 5,725 feet. Mm. Which... I don't know. I say this is generally what I live at. So. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I, being from somewhere that's pretty flat, I don't know if that's really high that or is not. About a mile above sea level. Well, and for South Dakota, that's probably about as for high South as it Dakota, gets. South Dakota, that is. I feel yeah. like that is pretty good, considering that you may be starting at zero. And oh, then that's true. Well, and they want to make it, like, easy to see from far away. So I suppose it makes sense yeah. they would try to build it on, like, the highest peak in that area. Yeah. Yeah. And they built it on the southeast side of this ridge for maximum sun exposure. Oh, well, that's So nice. that you that's... can, like, see it the best. Yeah, that's forward thinking. Good for them. Oh, shoot. I forgot to grab my charger. Hold on. Well, that's fine. I gotta, I gotta plug in my computer. Well, I have things to say while you're gone. The, I, was, I forgot to bring this up when it actually happened. But the look 
on Celine's face. Look, it's just it's just you and me for now, audience. The look on her face when she mentioned moths, and I said that they were cute. Uh, the sh- the look of utter shock and disgust <laughs> that immediately came upon her face is. Beyond those words I just used, it's basically indescribable. She was so upset. So for anyone who is maybe not believing that she or a a person in general, you know, that like a fear of moths is not a real thing. She was genuinely shook, even at the very mention of moths. She does not want, especially in your alcohol. Nobody wants a moth in your alcohol. And, uh... Now I'm kind of struck just at the fact that it sat there that long. Speaking of sitting here that long, geez, where's she going? This isn't making it in anyway. You guys don't even listen to me. What are we doing here? I'm making another little drink here. Not going to lie. I I thought that was going to be enough material. Oh, what the hell? Okay. Oh, that was weird. Okay. It went like blank for a few seconds and I was like, oh shit, did her internet go down? And then you were just, it was like you teleported from wherever you were into the seat. <laughs> well, oh. the audience and I were having a great time. I was telling them about your disgust of, uh, of moths and your, your just distraught <laughs> look of worry when, when a moth was even mentioned. I was so afraid of them. I don't know why, like, okay, I mean, You're I so pretty. I, oh, yeah, okay, now we're getting into some uh, stuff. <laughs> I had one, this was when I was working at Starbucks, so I'd be up at, like, four in the morning. Yeah. I, like, I don't even have the lights on, because I know oh. it's, like, moth season, and I'm like, the yeah. last thing I need to do is turn the light on, and they all, like, freak out. Yeah. I walked down the stairs in the morning, had one fly into my face, and I fell down the <gasps> stairs. Oh, no! And then I woke my mom up because I fell down the stairs. That's a fair reason. And she, like, thought someone in- broke into her house, and I was like, no, it's just me. Were you, like, yelling at the bottom of the stairs? No, I, like, screamed, and, like, to be fair, I only, I slipped, so, like, my feet fell forward instead of, like, my face oh, falling forward. Well, that's better. So I, like, okay. slid down the stairs on my butt. Right, right. Anyway. Mm, hmm So, going back to Mount Rushmore <laughs> and the... Thanks for taking this journey with us, friends. Thank you. I'll probably <laughs> put that on Patreon. It's like an exclusive. Oh, <laughs> Why Celine is afraid of moths. You son of a bitch. Uh, making people <laughs> I love it well gotta have that content somewhere that's true um, yeah so the idea was that um, Gustin basically wanted to commemorate the presidents which he wanted to do great presidents so he chose George Washington because he's the first president Right. He he's kind of yeah, he's pretty obvious. Thomas Jefferson because of like him with the Declaration of Independence. Abraham oh, okay, Lincoln yeah. because Lincoln Again, ended uh, yeah, slavery, uh, which was like kind one, of a yeah. big deal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got two that are pretty obvious right out of the gate. And then he chose Roosevelt because him and Roosevelt were actually friends, and he's like, Hey, you want to be at my, <laughs> my and he's like, I mean 
Well, and Why like, not? absolutely. I, I totally understand. There again, George Washington, Lincoln, right out of the gate. They have to be on there. Um, I wouldn't have had a guess for Jefferson. I don't know history that well, so I, I wouldn't have necessarily thought the Declaration of Independence. But that's a great reason, you know, so three right away. And he's like, it doesn't feel like the spacing works well enough with just three dudes. But every single thing I've ever read about Roosevelt is like he's the most badass, coolest president that's ever lived. So he's like, and he's yeah. apparently still alive in this time period. So he's like, hey, you want to be on a monument? And he's like, fuck, yeah, I want to be on a monument. Yeah. And to be fair, I feel like it is in this day and age, very fitting for Roosevelt to be on it because he's on a m monument in a national park mm, and he's mm -hmm. the president known for creating the United States mm. National Park Service and Absolutely, actually yeah. creating what we have as our national parks. So you can thank him for that. Yeah. And it does. That's a great point because I, I imagine like the, the, the creator's relationship with him is probably just what he was focusing on. We're like, I happen mm -hmm. to know this, this currently living president. He's yeah. my buddy. We'll just see. But yeah, no, that is, I wouldn't have even thought about that, but yeah, that's wonderfully fitting. He is the creator of what we know is the national park system. So yeah, yeah. put him on there. He's, he's forever immortalized inside of a national park. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. That and is cool. At the time, they chose that part of the Black Hills because it was already, like, kind of a destination for road trippers. Oh, okay. So Wouldn't they're like, well, people that. are, like, going through here because of, like, the Wind Cave National Park and Needles Highway. So, like, people come here for the Black Hills. Why hmm. not make this monument that commemorate American oh, yeah. history and... Initially, he wanted it to be this bigger monument. Mm. And that was with his proposal. He wanted the torsos to be in it, right, which right. they do have at their. Um, like their they uh, have like a museum. <clears throat> I think it's it's in the museum because they have like a gift shop ice an ice cream parlor a museum and then they have like one other thing i think yeah and they have like like a a sort of maybe not the original but like a, a recreation of like the original concept art of like this is what it's going yeah. to look like yeah and it was going to include the torsos which part of that is because of world war ii and they ran out of money which yeah, happened yeah. a that's lot going to, that's going to affect things pretty heavily yeah. Initially, the project was supposed to cost. <laughs> I want to say his initial cost estimate bid was like. Twenty five hundred dollars. Oh, and my. it ended up costing several million instead. Oh, my God. Which I thought you were going to start at million. At, I mean, even in the 20s, like this kind of project. $2,500? Yeah. The, and at the time, the entire cost of the project was $989,992.32, which in today's money, in 2000, this was 2021, yeah. estimate was $18.2 million. Okay. So... 
that's was more not... reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, it if I was, initially if I was... was a smaller project and costed <clears throat> way more because they ran out of money wow. and like had to keep asking for more, which. And you know, that is the bet. perfect project for it because you get like half of Washington's head and they, they come back to you with like, look, we need more funds. Okay. And like, as the park service or, or whoever's making the decision, you can't just be like, well, we can't just leave Washington half complete. We have to at least yeah. do that. And then he's yeah. like, well, we're already up there. You may as well let me finish the three other heads. Yeah. So, um, one of the other reasons as to why Borglum chose the presidents was because of their interest in reserving democracy or preserving democracy mm -hmm. and expanding U.S. territory. So that was also why he chose those presidents. Mm. They also used dynamite for making the sculpture. <laughs> sure. Fact, Absolutely. Which is actually at the bottom of the hill when you look at photos, like the what just looks like rock is actually just like debris from construction. Yeah, that that was one thing that I, I knew. And I don't know if my dad had talked about it or we saw it on a plaque, but if 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 you're the kind of person who, especially just growing up with my dad, we went through Montana enough times, like you've seen mountains enough, you know that that kind of like rubble is not common just at the bottom of a hill, you know, because because especially like in South Dakota, like in the Black Hills, they're not so much mountains as much as they are kind of large flowing sort of granular hills. And so you yeah. you you've been driving through it long enough that you kind of know what they look like. And then you get to Mount Rushmore and there's just all of this weird rock at the base of it. And you're like, that's not there naturally. Yeah. Nope. It is not. And, and still nobody died. That is amazing. I know that is to me, that is insane. I was expecting this to go down the route of like just massive amounts of haunting for the people that no. died during construction, but I'll be damned. Amazingly, no, but they did end construction in the 1940s because of World War II. And they're like, we don't have money to keep putting into this project. We're going to quit while we're ahead, essentially. Our foreheads, really. Haha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stupid joke, but it's worth it. Yeah, but quit while you're a foreheads. Within this grand scheme of construction, and this is put in the actual records was he wanted this he wanted this hall of records which is what is behind the heads of the presidents oh no this, shit it's this very clearly man-made looking cave now but he wanted this extravagant what he called Hall of Records to have super important documents like the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and oh, just wow. all things super <clears throat> American. Yeah. And basically... Like a vault of it, national treasures. Yeah. And like Here. he wanted this to be like this grand 
room with like made of marble, gorgeous, oh, yeah. like extravagant in- thing. Yeah, you're inside the heads of the presidents. It's got to be cool. Like, was this? Yeah. Um, I for completely forgot my question. Like, it was something that he wanted. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Is this something that he expected to be a tourist destination, or was he just building it as like a safe, like a like a a, a guarded thing? Oh, okay. He wanted it to be a tourist destination, and that people went there specifically for that. Okay. But yeah. he also envisioned it as a place for safeguarding these items interesting well that i mean that would be pretty cool and i i feel comfortable in assuming that is not what happened yeah it basically just looks like this cave that people abandoned but like we're turning into something which is very like sad looking but they have this sort of um time capsule oh interesting where they have um, 16 enamel panels, which they say has biographical information about Mont Rushmore, but like no one's really been able to verify what is in there exactly. Yeah. Interesting. But it's in like a wood box inside like a titanium vault, which is placed in the ground. Weird. And there's like a capstone over it. So like, it's very obvious that it's there, but no one has like really been able to verify what exactly is on the panels. So, like, this is what like Borglum and his, I think his daughter was saying that's like what it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, as far as I have researched, no one has been able to really say, yes, it is exactly this. And we know this for a fact. That is interesting. It, it's yeah, because it's almost like it's almost like a little marker, it, it, like the way you describe it. It's almost like just to himself of like, hey, remember this dream we had? Remember how yeah. cool this like whole thing was going to be? Well, they won't let me do it. I'm sorry, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, but that you... is kind of like what it seems like is that it's yeah. 16 panels of him being like a few of them I could see being like, oh, these are like short biographies of each president. And then yeah. the other 12 was him being like, I had this grand vision for this thing and they won't let uh, me do it. Yeah, it's like an almost almost like a teenage version of him sort of angsty manifesto of like, yeah. this is what I wanted this to be, but I they won't give me the money. They won't let me. Yeah. So what you if know, we went to war. <laughs> so, so what if we're fighting the Nazis and for the freedom of the world? I want to make heads in a mountain. Yeah. It's... Well, I mean, hey, he had a dream and he couldn't realize it. And that's that's too bad. Yeah. He Poor had God. a dream. And now that and... dream is gone from him. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't continuing the song. I was thinking something. <laughs> well, out of curiosity, were you, were you doing Les Miserables? No, it actually, oh. I was thinking of ABBA. Oh, hey, I'm not going to argue with that. ABBA's pretty great. Yeah. So with all of this, there is definitely some controversy with the heads. Okay, yeah. And that the land is stolen. That was, I was refrain, like, I don't know a lot about Mount Rushmore. I was refraining from bringing that up because I'm like, I'm assuming we're going to get to this. 
But yes, I do remember one of land. yeah, I do remember that being a big uh red mark on the history of this monument. Oh, yeah. So it is land that belongs to the Lakota Sioux. And this for them, this was like very sacred land. That hill yeah. was what they called the six grandfathers. And it was personifications right. of yeah. their ancestral deities of the six directions. So the north, south, east, west, above. So like the sky and below mm-hmm. earth. It is kind and... of amazing how in like throughout U.S. history, especially in terms of Native Americans, like. Yeah. We, we don't just put things on their land. We always seem to find a way to do it in the worst possible way. Like yeah. look, this isn't yeah. just, yeah, this isn't just native land. This is sacred ground. Could it's you maybe put this ground sa- yeah. and we have entirely defiled this right. marker for them. That was hugely important. Yeah. So, Basically, when the U.S. started expanding into the Black Hills, this led to the Sioux Wars, and okay. they made a treaty in 1868, at, which they called the Treaty of Fort Laramie, which basically said that all of the Black Hills, including the Six Grandfathers, belonged to the Sioux. That's <laughs> theirs. Uh-huh. No question about it. Sure. And then they found gold and we're like, Haha, just stars uh, <laughs> now. <laughs> just there it is. There's went all in and took it and broke the treaty because they found gold. So they're like, um, this is ours now. Oh my god. And the weirdest with- thing about that is it's almost amazing that the story doesn't go into them slaughtering natives to put more bodies in the ground just because uh not to get like super graphic about it it just seems like the way people thought back then they're like well if this is holy ground then the more natives we kill the more gold there will be and then they were like hey look i don't know if that's science but i'm willing to give it a try yeah so it basically just a few years after making this treaty they had the black hills gold rush Right. And broke the treaty and we're like, this is ours now. Too bad for you. And then proceeded to steal their land as we were very great at doing was just stealing everyone's land. Yeah. And then proceeded to build a monument of our figures uh, over their like their ancestral deity place. That does seem to be a problem with with the American education system. Like, okay, sure, you can tell us about Mount Rushmore and why it's significant and stuff. You probably just talk about what happened. Yeah, no, I I definitely did not learn until my later years in college about like the actual history and the significance of that land. And I remember multiple times throughout middle school and high school talking about expansion west and creating Mount Rushmore. And it's like, yeah, nobody ever talked about how viciously we just went back on our word like hundreds mm-hmm. of times. Yeah. Oh, and man. that's the part that gets pretty fucked up in a lot of ways is that because 
we just took the land. <laughs> we decided, hey, we're going to just, we're taking this. This is ours. We're going to do what we want. Mm-hmm. And the Sioux Nation ended up suing the government, essentially. Wow. And we're, okay. and this was the... I think they weren't able to take it to court until 1980. Shut up. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. So that's, you know, they've fought a very long time to be like, yeah. you just stole our land. In which... They deemed it unconstitutional yeah. that like they should not have done that. That should not have been how it happened. The court case for anyone who is interesting is the United States versus Sioux Nation of Indians. That hmm. is that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're like, "Hey, so since since we fucked up." We will pay you $120 million, which has wow. accrued interest and is now oh. upwards of $1.3 billion. I think almost wow. $2 billion now. Okay. And the thing is, is that they will not take the money. Because no it is kidding. not about the money. Right. It is the fact that they want their land back. They want what was stolen from them and what was originally agreed upon. Yeah. From the treaty, and our government refuses to do that. Oh my god! Which we're the worst. Is like we're the so terrible. Huge. It's like the huge controversy about it is the fact that we took this land that was theirs. We're like, mm, this is ours now because Western expansion. Yay! Yeah, go. And then we're like, okay, like. You can have it back. Like, okay, like, we lost. And then we're like, oh, but there's gold here. Like, no take backsies. It's our Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. And then being like, okay, like, we were wrong. We have been proven that what we did was wrong. And instead of finding a way to make it right, we're like, well, we'll give you money for it. And they're like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the most American. This never about possible. the money. We wanted the land. Like, that was important to us. You took what was important. You destroyed it, essentially. You desecrated it. Yeah. And now you expect us to just take your dirty money. That is kind of... Oh, my God. It's such the American way. I was just going to say that, yeah, that is the exact American policy of, like, well, we'll pay you off. We did this horrible thing. You know, shit happened. Here's money. The amount of integrity it takes for you to stand your ground against over a billion dollars is unheard of this day and age. Yeah. And they like people will still have signs and protests about it being like, this is our land. You stole this from us. Yeah. And I completely support that because it's. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for people who own homes and stuff that's like where stuff gets kind of weird but considering that a vast majority of it is a national park Mm -hmm. well you know i've had a lot of conversations over the years and as a kid i definitely dismissed it as just like well this is america we you know we have our national parks we do what we want that kind of thing but the older i've gotten the more conversations i've had about like reparations and 
returning things that we reasonably can because there is an argument to be made about like the world has established the way that it is to the point where simply giving back parcels of land is virtually impossible but here is a place that we have deemed a national park that is more or less untouched by modernization and it's like we can't even talk about it it's like no we're just going to throw like 1.5 billion I think it was 1.5 1.3 something like that billion dollars and it's yeah. like they they don't want that. They want the land. Yeah. Like how is nobody else is using it for anything? It's not ours. Yeah. And I think it is one of those things that had we actually gone through and acquired the land in a morally just way mm. in the first place. Mhm. Right, right. I think that would have been very different, but we did not do that. We Right. You know, just stole it from people, killed them for it, and then we're like, we didn't do that. <laughs> and we just gaslight everyone about it. It's, right, right, yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of talk, which, like, once you learn kind of the history with, like, what's been going on with the Sioux Nation and our government, that I feel like this just kind of adds more salt into the wound Mm-hmm. And that leading up to 2018, there have been multiple talks about including a new face to the monument. Oh, my. Oh, what? I, then, I have to ask, is there a discussion of what face? There is a discussion of which face, which oh I will talk God. about because it's okay. the first was when the sculpture was not yet complete in 1937. Mm-hmm. So as they were still building it, adding Susan B. Anthony, which failed. Oh, oh, (laughs) well, obviously, yeah. And then in 1989, they had, um, oh, sorry, that, that is something else. Never mind. Um, no, I was just, I was was surprised. Like Susan B. Anthony seems way more progressive for that time period than I thought. I just want to give credit where certain credit is due. I'm like for the thirties, that's more than I was. That's way more than I was expecting. That is more than I would have expected for the 1930s. Mm -hmm. That is more than what I expect in today's age, (laughs) which I feel like says so much. Absolutely. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. We're, we're not there's so much that. to unpack with that. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. One of the other pitches was adding JFK after his assassination. And that was in 1963. Okay. Yeah. I could see a lot of people being on board with that. Sure. In 1985 and 1999, people have discussed adding Ronald Reagan. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2008, Barack Obama like was asked about adding to it, and he he said that his ears were too large. <laughs> that's kind of funny. I, I, yeah, I'm like I I, I think that's there. funny that he's like <laughs> no. I don't know how serious this ever was, but I I I feel the need to mention just as like insane as this was, I think it was more just a publicity thing, but I believe uh, there was a bust made of a proposal for adding um, Rush Limbaugh to it. 
I'm like, okay, first of all, he's not a president and he definitely doesn't speak for everybody. So Yeah, oh Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure that was just a publicity yeah. thing. But I remember seeing that when I was younger and I'm like, that's messed up. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump expressed okay, interest mm-hmm. in adding his own addition to okay. Mount Rushmore, which... That's where I thought we were leading to. <laughs> During a 2017 rally in Ohio, he said, I'd ask whether or not someday you think I will be on Mount Rushmore. If I did it joking, totally joking, having fun, the news media will say he believes he should be on Mount Rushmore, so I won't say it. <laughs> See, the thing is, even you just reading that is so much more coherent and like nice to listen to than the way he actually speaks. Because <laughs> it just like because even that last part was like, I'm not going to say it. Look, so many people want me to, but I'm not going to say it. And it's like, dude, you are saying it. You know what you're you're literally saying if it right you're now. You're asking me if I think I should add right. it. Like, I'm I mean, I'm joking, but like maybe but like I'm joking. Yeah. But like I'm not going to say it, but yeah. yeah, it's that kind of thing of like, look, I'm not going to call myself a hero, but if you want to call me a hero, I'm not, I'm not going to put myself on Mount Rushmore, but if but you like if the me, people want it, like I I'm, yeah. I, it's under that guise of like, I just want to give the people what they want. And it's like, well, I think even, I even your supporters, the, the vast majority of us don't want your face on that monument. Well, I think the thing that's funny is that like he brought it up and was like, if somebody asked me versus <laughs> answering a question of someone being like, hey, do you think? Right. Hey, what do you want to do for like, we're, we're approaching the death death oh wow there's a 14 so we're, we're approaching the debt ceiling uh mr trump for the uh you know the 2022 whatever he's not president anyways i'm getting dates wrong but yeah then he answers he's like well uh yeah i'd put my face on mount rushmore if uh, if i was asked and like that's not even close to the question that i was posing. <laughs> I, asked I was you talking something about else, the debt ceiling okay. yeah <laughs> you know if somebody else wanted to put me on there i wouldn't say no uh yeah we were asking about the debt ceiling yeah no it sounds good i'd love to be on the mount rushmore all right. Okay. Yeah. And there was also talks about having one of the Lakota Sioux elders who, um, that is Benjamin Black Elk, who was the son of medicine man Black Elk, who was present at the Battle of Little Bighorn. Oh, wow. And they okay. had talked about having him as like the fifth <clears throat> face of Mount Rushmore. And, Now they actually have photographs for him in his daily attire, like at Mm. their, um, their, uh, museum, I believe. Mm. Which that's one of those things where it's like the sentiment is nice, but it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much where it's like too little, too late. But yeah. it's like, look, we went, oh my, I really, I genuinely did not know about the whole court case thing. The idea that they waited 40 years to even really like have that move forward. And then it comes down to this result of like, look, we'll give you over a billion dollars. And like, we don't want that. We want our heritage back. And they're like, what if yeah. we put one of you on the monument? And they're like, do you not understand how gross that sounds? 
Like, no, we yeah. don't want that. Yeah, that is every step of this just feels more and more like yeah, deep American kind of dumb it's, assery. I feel like for me, the thing that really gets me is that at Mount Rushmore, they have this like evening show that mm-hmm. they do where they they play like the national anthem and they have a whole thing with oh, from no. what i've seen they play like this historical video of mount rushmore and usually they like will call up people who served like on stage and they'll oh, like okay. fold up the flag yes yes right which feels so weird to me (laughs) just in a general sense like yeah i think if i went to like washington national monument in dc and that happened i'd be like okay well that kind of be kind of like this weird ceremony thing that just feels unnecessary but there it feels extremely unnecessary and like yeah. why this would feel odd in a different context it feels even weirder in this context where we've yeah. built like this monument to four presidents on sacred land of another people that yeah. kind of gets to like i i've definitely gotten more left leaning as i've gotten older but one thing that even when i didn't really have any kind of political sense or affiliation always felt weird to me even as a child like when we would go to t-ball and stuff i've always been a little weirded out that at every single sporting event possible we do the national anthem and like the oath to the flag essentially i'm like this we really have to do this every time i'm like do we not know where we are i mean i get it like you're at nascar and you want to do as like america as possible it just, it always felt so weird to have that kind of a thing at, like, every single event that, like, we can possibly mash it into. It's, in some ways, like, I feel like if we stopped having it, then it would feel weird to not do it because <laughs> it is, like, so commonplace. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't but, thought of like, it that way. For for national parks and stuff like that, it feels very weird to me to... You're already this in this sort of like yeah. where you're already in. Well, because national parks are not about like commemorating America. Like it's a, they're about like being in nature. Right. They're, they're specifically so for me, about like, preserving. Really weird. No, I get that. Cause yeah, the, the whole point is, especially in like the more modernization we get, the, the more, uh, uh, kind of populated the country becomes the whole point is that these specific areas are preserved for non-expansion non-modernization they're meant to just hold together the the natural beauty of this area and for me i think it's so jarring just because um i i think i was a freshman no i I think it was a sophomore when 9-11 happened and so i don't know exactly why there was a cutoff but like when I was growing up, we did the national anthem and the the Pledge of Allegiance every day until I was in like fourth grade. And then we kind of stopped mm-hmm. doing it until for a while. You know, we I don't remember when we stopped doing it, but I remember when we started doing it again. And it felt really weird as 
Hmm. I mean, I, I was like 14. So nearing legal adulthood, we, we suddenly started doing the, or the Pledge of Allegiance every day again. And it just felt weirdly indoctrinating. Well, like we, I remember doing it as a younger kid. And then in high school after 9-11, we had this surge of like attempting to reassert our unity. But it, it felt, yeah, it, I remember thinking it just felt so weird. And it kind of makes me think of, well, like what you were describing of doing the folding of the flag at the National Monument or even something like, um, what was his name on, on the, the Packers? Uh, the guy who took a knee the went during the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, and that yes. became such a huge thing where it's like he's just asserting his own right to freedom of speech and everybody turned on him so hard where it's like, like he lost his job over it. I think you're right. Yeah, I it just. We have this weird dichotomy of like national pride, but also a lack of individuality where like you you don't have a right to express your your uh, freedom of speech and your love of the country in this way you have to conform yeah. to this way it's funny that you say that with um the pledge of allegiance and stuff because when mm -hmm. me being 6 when 911 happened mm -hmm. we never stopped doing it like we just oh always okay. did which interesting yeah like when you say that, like you stopped doing it for a while, like to me that feels weird because we oh, right. always did I it suppose. in school, but then like you get to college and you're like, Psh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you don't have time this in college. college. You're moving through, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have the morning announcements. Oh, I forgot about but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No college, college is a different uh, a different ball game altogether. I yeah, I think it was like fifth grade. Because it was like, yeah. I think fourth grade was, and maybe this is different just based on areas and schools and stuff, but fourth grade yeah. was the last year where um, we had like one teacher that kind of taught us different things in different areas all day. But like we had one oh. room we went to, we had one teacher. And then in fifth yeah. grade, that was where we like, we had our locker, we would put all of our books and then we would move from room to room doing different. So like you just yeah. had a teacher that taught history. You just had a teacher who taught science versus the, the previous grades where you had one teacher that taught you a little bit about everything. Yeah. And so I we, think it, it. Yeah. We had that going into like fifth grade, except for, right, right. um, we switched for like we'd go to science with one teacher and then social studies with the other teacher. So then like we do that and then switch classrooms. Oh, OK. Yeah. So, like we were with our physical class, like we weren't all switching rooms, but we'd go to like the other classroom for like one subject and their class would go to right, our classroom right. for one subject. Yeah, but, and I think I think at that it was at that point when we were switching rooms a lot where it became less practical for us to do the pledge every single day. Yeah. And that like I said that maintained until like 10th grade and then 911 mm -hmm. happened and then we started doing the pledge again and Yeah. It's yeah, that's it's really interesting to hear your perspective on that cuz yeah, to me it felt kind of awkward cuz I'm like we haven't done this for the better part of half and a decade. And we just never stopped doing it. That is really interesting. Weird. Yeah, we did it oh, every America. morning of like the first class we had. So like the first. Right. Yep. 
That's exactly like what we did. Yeah. 20 minutes of being in school, they'd have like morning announcements and we'd all stand up and do the pledge. Well, and I still Which, remember. At, I think like, it's funny. It was, other people like other countries think that that's like such a weird thing to do because it is. Yeah. It is I've been discovering that. Yeah. Like, like I've listened to a few podcasts and like YouTube videos where people are talking about that. And I'm like, I never thought about it. They don't do that other places. It's it's so weird to me that we get up and we we literally pledge because it sounds sort of. It sounds kind of culty is what it sounds it, like. It it sounds Welcome sort of. Welcome to America. We are in a cult. Yeah, it it because you don't it, it's it's very sort of it's like right on the front doorstep of indoctrination. It is. Where, yeah, it is. it's. It's a little culty. It is kind of. And I mean, I don't, I don't mean to offend anybody out there who enjoys that kind of pageantry and whatnot. But like I said, I mean, as a person who stopped doing it at a certain grade and then started again because of a particular like national tragedy, it still felt kind of weird because we were like, I, re I remember the first day that we were doing it. And we all kind of looked at each other and were like, we're, we're doing the we're fucking 10th graders. Why are we doing the Pledge of Allegiance? That's funny. You're like, why would we do this? Yeah, it was just such a weird, sudden change. It kind of reminds me of, like, I think it was the 50s when they um, added in God, we or uh, one nation under God into the Pledge of Allegiance. And it's like, I oh. can only imagine that. And I mean, that was a different time. So maybe people were more on board with it. But it would seem weird that they, like, made, like, in Congress, a change to that. And then you go to school one day and suddenly that's a part of the Pledge of Allegiance, like officially. It that just seems like be it would weird. be weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, so that's, I That's probably say a longer tangent both, that we needed on that, but anyways. Both times I've gone to Mount Rushmore, we did not stay for any of that. We knew it happened. Mm -hmm. And then I watched a video doing research and was like, oh, they have like this whole ceremony thing. Really? Oh my gosh. That's Interesting. <laughs> like this is weird. And it in some ways it feels like it's just like an extra middle finger to the whole like stealing land from the Sioux Nation and being like, right. this is ours. <laughs> 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 We've done ceremonies on it. Like that's like what it feels like almost. It, yeah. In my opinion, from... Well, and I think that's the most important thing that I've gained just from, like, going to college and, like, leaving my home area and stuff. You get a kind of broader sense of how other people feel. And yeah. Yeah, the, the idea that we would have a celebration like that where to a really Americanized, like, you know, I, I, I bleed red, white, and blue kind of people... The idea that like, yeah, but you're doing this ceremony on what used to be sacred ground, I suppose still is to them. And the idea is like, we're fighting to get it back. And you just yeah. see it as, an, as a monument to your Americanized world. You, you literally have no concept of what this land meant to us yeah. hundreds of years ago. Yep, that's, that's about it. And that was the biggest controversy and like big thing that I found was that like, we stole the land and they refused to take it right. back on principle, which good for them. I applaud that. Cause that is, that is impressive. I, I mean, think it is very hard to sit there oh. and turn down 
several like a billion plus dollars. Absolutely. Well, like yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, the integrity that that would take to be like, no, we we don't want your money. And they're like, you yeah. guys, this is this is one point three, one point five billion dollars. You're not going to take that. And like, no, we no. want our heritage back. That's impressive. Yeah, it's yeah, I I commend them for that because I don't know if I could be that strong. Honestly, I don't know if I could. No, and I mean, to be honest, when you started going down that path, my assumption was, and, you know, it, it got to that point, and they're like, well, we'll take, you know, one point whatever billion dollars. The yeah, the idea, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's to be commended. That is an incredible strength. Yeah, it's the amount of strength it takes to do that. But now I feel like I'm never going to see Mount Rushmore the same. Yeah. I mean, before yeah. you said as like, that's nice. We just have heads in a mountain. Cool. <laughs> then yeah. now I'm like, oh, it just feels a little gross. It is kind of weird how you you look back and you kind of make this transition from like the childlike wonderment of of growing up and whatever. And then you become an adult and you're like, well, it comes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, why can't we have anything that isn't tainted in some way by some weird, dark backstory where it's like we can't enjoy mount rushmore and not that i'm saying we should like the idea is that yeah. Mount rushmore was built on the devastation of another culture <laughs> and it's like yeah. when you're a kid you see these these heads in this rock and you're like wow that's quite an achievement and then as an that's adult cool. you will learn about He's yeah dynamite to make it like wow <laughs> Wow. And they show you footage of like things exploding and the rocks tumble down the hill. And you're like, wow, that's so cool. And then you're like, yeah, it's built on the tears of a whole nother civilization. And you're like, oh, wh what? Wh oh, why? And they're like, because America. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that is all I have for our story. For today. Well, uh, well, I'm I'm sorry, audience, we uh not exactly ending on a on a super high note. <laughs> the no. highest note is uh, the elevation of the the mountain. It's five thousand some feet above sea level. So there you go, South Dakota. That's um, that's a big. Uh, it's, a, it's a high elevation. Good for you. That's. I feel like for the Dakotas, that's pretty good. That is very good. Oh my god! As a person who has lived in multiple parts of North Dakota for roughly a decade, that's a pretty good elevation. The, uh, ooh, boy, Fargo is flat. Yeah, it is flat. <laughs> Fargo have you been to great. Fargo? I have been to Fargo. Oh, yeah. Do you go I for, have, like, work stuff I've, or, like, a show? I've driven through Fargo on, oh, like, okay. road trips. And mm -hmm. I think on one of them we stayed in Fargo or, like, an area near Fargo. Mm -hmm. And it, I'm like, that's yeah, flat, like, most things over here. Yep. Yeah. No, as a matter of fact, so not to go on too much of a tangent again, but like we when I first started going there, um, NDSU had just started expanding their campus a bit further west. And yeah. they're they're a huge ag uh, uh, school. So a lot of their western campus is devoted to various plant based, you know, cultivation sciences. And so it's just a lot of flat, open land. And North Dakota is known for its wind anyway, but we just happen to live on the westernmost part where, like, the industrial park doesn't start yet, 
and there's a huge train uh like track area so there's like 20 train tracks that go through this and then it gets to the ag department of ndsu so for roughly two square miles it's just flat open land and we <laughs> lived in this new development cool. right on the yeah yeah there were days when we would walk outside and the 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 standing air temperature was already below zero. And then you open Ooh. the door. Yeah. And the wind is so strong. It pushes the door closed. Ooh. And so it's like with wind chill, it's like negative 40. And so uh, me and, and particularly me and a, a buddy of mine, we had the, we were both business administration majors. Mm -hmm. So we would have similar classes. We would walk outside and just be like uh nope fuck that it's a mile and a half to campus we're not walking through that shit we'd go back and drink beer and play smash bros um nice and yeah and uh i don't exactly remember where i was going with that but the fact is it's uh it's very windy it's windy and flat the, yes very windy and flat that's that's, that's, that's what i was thinking that. yeah when you drive far enough west um, they don't, I don't think it's quite Badland-esque territory, but when you f go far enough west into North Dakota, there's a lot of beautiful landscapes. Mm -hmm. It gets very rolling hills. But yeah, for probably close to 100 miles from a certain part of Minnesota into eastern North Dakota, it is just totally flat as a pancake, and the winds just rip yeah. through there like nothing else. Whew. The Dakotas, what an interesting place. What an interesting place. Indeed. Shout out to Sioux Falls. <laughs> yep, that is that is about all we have on the subject. So Fantastic. I would like to hear what you rated our pairings for this. Well, week. again, I'm going to start with the ice cream. I cannot say enough about just classic vanilla. It's so delicious. It is um, good. I do love going to like Dairy Queen and... Uh, rest in peace, the Georgia Mud Fudge Blizzard. The last two times I had visited a Dairy Queen, ah. they don't make it anymore. It makes me very sad. It's chocolate ice cream, uh, hot fudge, brownie pieces, Ooh. and pecan clusters. Oh my God, it's so good. But they don't make it anymore, and that makes me very sad. Aww. I know. Thank you. I appreciate your... Uh... I, don't, I don't know if ours ever made it. Oh but no. That's good. <laughs> It was delicious. No, and I worked, my very first job was working at a Dairy Queen when I was 15, and that's where I developed a taste for it. So that has been my go-to blizzard for the better part of like two or 20 years. And uh, I don't know if it's everywhere, but yeah, this, just this last month, they, the places around here at least stopped serving it. That being said, what I had tonight was some original style classic vanilla and I doused it in chocolate syrup, and it was excellent. With the Olsen's ice cream and the chocolate syrup, I'm definitely going to give the bowl of ice cream an eight. Um, I can't help... I, I have worked on this drink a lot. Um, I cannot help but think back to my first interaction with it. And there again, I would love to meet the guy who created it. I would love to have him make it for me and me taste it. Yeah. But as it stands right now, I have to give it a two. It was so oh. jarring when I and I could I have some friends who are on Discord right now. They could probably chime in and tell tell you like my reaction was because I the first time I tasted it was on a call oh, with them. I mean, literally like gasoline. I it was oh, so jarring. That so bad. Well, and I had to I I started pour I like I would take a few sips and then pour water into it to kind of dilute it. I got to stick yeah. with a two. It was. 
I, I found as close. Yeah, I found as close to the original ingredients that the recipe stated uh, for a Mount Rushmore. I also I, I can't help feeling like my rating delves a little bit into the reality of the ingredients and how it pertains to like an American icon. And I just don't feel like it's entirely befitting. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the two together. They're a four. The ice cream does not save the drink nearly enough. That's that's fair. I. I mean, I really like the ice cream, so I'm going to give it a solid eight more just because I prefer other flavors outside of vanilla, but I do like a good vanilla. Right. Well, I feel feel like that was kind of the challenge for this week because especially in the modern age, vanilla has kind of become sort of mundane. It's become the, the poster child for ice cream in general. It's not quite the the um, highfalutin treat that it was back in the day. So I feel like that's pretty fair. Yeah. And then I'm going to give the drink about a seven because even okay. though I went in a very different direction <laughs> for it being literally only alcohol, it was quite tasty. And with the ice cream, I might give that about an eight because it just like tastes pretty good. I really need to. Yeah, we need to. I need to get more details from you about what you actually made, because mine was and, and maybe we just have different tastes. Photos. OK, OK. Photos of what I bought. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I was I mean, we've we've both talked about how we tend to like stronger drinks. Yeah. And this one was I mean, it this was, was rough. Good strong. It was a rough, strong. Yeah. Cool. It Well, to the point where it made me question, like, who invented this? This is not like a flavor profile that I found attractive in any way. I don't understand. So, yeah, I'm very interested to to see the composition of what yours was, because I yours sounds delightful. Yeah. It was good and I enjoyed it. So good. I will put the recipe of what I put together out there for others to also enjoy it. Nice. And if anybody... Uh, you know, it has their own feedback about this particular pairing. Um, please let us know. You can contact us at Gmail at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at peculiarpairpod or uh, on Instagram at peculiarpairingspod. And uh, check us out on Patreon, why not? Woo! Yeah. And, I mean, that is all we have for you until next time, in which... Yeah. I have not yet looked at what our list is, but I can pull it up oh, right. real quick to we'll figure it out. See what I have on the docket, which dun, 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 is Bigfoot, actually. Shut up, for real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and okay. you did write down a pairing for that one already, so. Oh, okay. I keep forgetting. I gotta, like, look into stuff and do things oh my god once i get my life more together i'm in a weird area right now that's fair i need to check in on like the things that we're figuring out for the future i completely forgot about bigfoot oh fuck that's gonna be awesome yeah bigfoot big things big next time (laughs) that sounds like a t-shirt like bigfoot hashtag big things (laughs) yeah well thanks for listening everybody and uh hopefully you had Uh, as enjoyable a time as we did with the treat and the pairings and the story, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
Goodbye.